Hello team, it's Pam here from Alt Marketing School. I have a question for you right now and that is what would happen if you could market to hearts and not brains? What would you think would happen if you knew that you could make the world a better place with positive impact marketing but putting purpose and results first? If you want to find out, then come and join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Our six-week digital bootcamp for professionals who want to do marketing differently and advance their career along the way. Join me and our six incredible teachers to learn how to advance your career with confidence by applying effective systems and frameworks to the latest trends. The next cohort is coming up soon, so I would love to have you join us. And all you have to do is apply to join at altmarketingschool.com slash learn. Go to altmarketingschool.com slash learn to apply for the next cohort of All Marketing School certification. Hey, legendary human. Yes, I'm talking to you. Love the show? Why not joining hundreds of creatives already part of our collective for monthly masterminds, challenges, masterclasses, and so much more? We help creatives make a positive impact in the world with their message and their content. So give your creative work the visibility that it deserves. Find out more about how to get involved in the show notes of this episode. That's what I love about baking. You, you don't, you're not inventing anything because it's a science. It's not like you can just swap ingredients for another and just put tiny bit more milk because, oh, it's, it's nice. It has to be precise. Hello. Hello. Hi. Oh. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Amy. <laughs> I, I was waiting for you to do the next round up, but then I did realise it's quite high. Yeah, I left it with a very high. Yeah, round. I'm not a very good singer, so no, I don't okay. want to hear those high okay. fair, fair, fair enough. Yeah, we, we, fair. we enjoyed what we went. It was a good <laughs> journey there. <laughs> um, ladies, are you ready to talk about uh, sweet foods? Sweet foods? And the cakes? Always. And cookies? Sweet treats? Amazing. And we are going to talk to Danny today from Vida Bakery, who I love. Love Danny. Does the most amazing cake. Yeah, that so rainbow sweet. cake is just beautiful. And she's going to talk us through all the things that we need to know about, obviously, setting up our own business, setting up our own bakery, but also just vegan baking. Cause... Cakes. Yeah. And I'm gluten so excited. Free. Yeah, like, that's true. Which is, like, you get, you get gluten-free cakes. And you get vegan cakes. Though it's really not as common that you get gluten-free and vegan. No. So and also it's a good gluten-free and vegan cake. Exactly. Yeah, that's not that big. doesn't taste like cardboard. Yeah. Cardboard, it's funny because we went to a show recently with my friend and she's gluten-free, like proper celiac. So she, we had the gluten-free cakes and like she is the best person to judge because she went from <laughs> cardboard cakes yeah. when they first wasn't exactly. as much option. And now she's, you can get yeah, better ama- ones. amazing now. Really amazing. And think, Shall we start with our favourite type of sweet treat? Yeah, I'm super excited about this. Go on. Mm, I think mine's going to have to be a slightly warm, very chewy centre cookie with big old chocolate chips. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think that sounds good. You go for that. Oh, do you know what? I don't know. There's so many. I I thought you were going to say you weren't a sweet treat person. I don't have an overly sweet tooth, to be fair. Okay. Um, (laughs) Very judgy there. Yeah, I find a lot of of cakes with a lot of frosting. They look gorgeous. I do not want to eat them, though, because they're way too sweet. I I make banana bread a lot because it's not too sweet. I love We make it so often. Mm. Anything chocolate, as a rule, give me a bit of dark chocolate and I'll be happy. Nice. You know what? I'm gonna have actually something to say 
this country mm. with all the blooming frosting. Why? No. Yeah. It's an American thing as well, though, yeah. isn't it? Cream cheese frosting. frosting? Yes, please. But oh, just yeah. general buttercream? No. Yeah, we don't put any of that, though. Any buttercream or anything. It's just like our cakes are always naked. Naked, like the mm. first day they were born. And that's it. That's yeah. the way the cakes are in Italy. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, yes. Because we yeah, fill it with all the high behind dry cake. Yeah. Maybe that's the issue. Yeah. I like make... a bit of frosting, but... Yeah. But just, well, yeah that, the that's the thing for me. I'm like, I get it. I don't mind it, actually. But... I like when I don't see it because I'm like, oh, that's what I'm used to. Yeah. Cake that you eat because What's of cake. What's your favourite cake from childhood then with no frosting? Actually, it's a funny one. It's a weird one. Um, my favourite cake ever is like a strawberry and cream version, but it's not. It's strawberries. Then my mum used these uh, um, cookies, I guess. Biscuits. More than cookies. But called Bucaneve. If anybody's Italian, they will know what I'm talking about. Because only Italians know them. Mm. And they get a bit soggy. Ooh. When you get the strawberries in, strawberries yeah. in. Mm-hmm. my mum will slide the strawberries. She will not make fresh cream because, bless her, she's not the best cook. So she was like, bzz, bzz, whipped cream on it. Oh, okay. And then layers of cookies and layers of whipped cream. Completely mm. our invention. I think it was actually, my mum made it, but it was my one of my own recipes because she made it too. So I think it was my own recipe. Mm. And I remember just loving it. That does sound yeah. good. Because my mum made also other kind of like meal furry things that I hated. Everybody yeah. loved that cake. I hated it. So I will always get her to make me that one. That was one of the things. But I'm more a cream and ice cream person than I am a, mm. like, loads of baked stuff. Yeah. I can take it or leave it. But if you give me, like, something with cream in it, I'm like, yes. Like, with this, oh, like, no, a, not, not cream person. It's a weird thing. Like, I like the fresh. Put it this yeah, way. Not the fresh. Yeah. I like the fresh stuff. Like, if it's... Yeah. So I can take it or leave it sometimes with, like, too rich. Yeah. I'm not like, eh. Yeah. But then again... It's kind of funny though because then I get, for example, um, Danny's cupcakes. I had them loads of times. She gave it to us also for a couple of like charity things I've done in the past. And it's really nice because it's like when it's so small and you've got a little frosting on top with like little flavours. I don't mind that. Yeah. It's just always what These massive things. I'm just a bit... Mm-mm. But she does gorgeous vegan cakes, actually. Yeah, she does really good cakes. Wedding cakes, too. Somebody else made a wedding cake at some point. Yeah, that was super exciting. That was vegan. Um, Not gluten-free. But, yeah, vegan wedding cake was amazing. I did, like, naked style as well, so it wasn't too much frosting. It was beautiful. Loads of fresh fruit. Thank you. Yeah, it was... um, Yeah, anyone wants a wedding cake? You know where to go. (laughs) Um, Only vegan. Um, but yeah, that was really fun. Um, you look really happy, but probably there was a lot of like... <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Anxiety behind, like the anxiety veil of the so, jump cooking. So much stress, but it held up for like eight hours. So How many fine. times did you test it before you went mm, for it? Maybe like five times, oh, wow. but I never made a three-tier version. Mm. I never tried out the full I suppose shabang. it's the weight, isn't it? And then yeah, you, you have to get the boards yeah. and the, the, um, the stick, the dowling and everything. Um, Bake Off style. Professional. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was like a showstopper Bake Off style. I, th- I think we're all like very much in on, on our Bake Off as well, which is a really good... Yeah. Like it's one of those things that I like about your country because we have MasterChef actually this Bake Off Italy which I don't know if I would watch <laughs> but just because I love like the, I love just the way that some of the bakers just put themselves out there with like their their anxiety sometimes yeah. or like the, the funny way oh, they're trying gosh, to deal yeah. with things I just it's very British I like it how many people have got involved with it like yeah. there were lots of people when it first came out kind of like really a show about baking like who's yeah. gonna watch that and now you see tweets of people like oh if so and so puts buttercream on that Genoese sponge when it's too hot it's gonna be a yeah like, I, know, so so I love it it's so but, funny yeah. 
I remember at the beginning when they had, um, I don't know if I remember the first season of Bake Off. If anybody is not a fan of Bake Off, I'm sorry. We're go- I'm going to go into a tangent now. But Don't and- give any spoilers. No, I'm talking about season one, mate. If you haven't watched like season one, <laughs> okay. god damn it. Um, when they did these like, weird little segments of like telling you a little story of oh, cakes. I that. I and then they cut them. I was like, nope. Do you I know why they cut them? Because they need advert time. I was thinking. I mean, okay, let's, not, let's not get, I'll get too cross. <laughs> yeah, no, I love learning. It was really cute. Yeah, yeah, they, they were really, really cute. But no, it's one of those things, I think. There's been a research in baking in general. And I think that's yeah. why Bake Off has gone so it's good. It's cool. Baking is yeah. cool. And that's why. But it's also quite therapeutic. You know, there's exactly. something like... It's calm. I think that's why it's so popular. Mindful baking. stressful. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> kind of funny because... Depends. Now, there's a thing called mindful baking and yeah. mindful bread making as well yeah. that people are doing as courses. And it's kind of funny when you say, actually, when you're doing it under pressure or for a reason... Yeah. It's bloody stressful, yeah. so it's funny that people are using it as a relaxing, mindful thing. Yeah. I suppose it totally depends, doesn't it? I made a cake this weekend, and I was on my own in a flat, and it was lovely. Uh, whereas but, I made cupcakes yeah. for a branded content at exactly. the weekend, I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. these don't work out. The frosting <laughs> doesn't work out, and it's completely different thing. Exactly, yeah. But the actual act of mixing, and I think it's, you put all this love and effort into the actual bake, but you get yeah. to share it, and I think yeah. that's why everyone loves baking, that's why it's really lovely, because yeah. you get to like, share your love and you get to feed people and you get yeah. to kind of nourish people and it's just something slightly more special than your weeknight dinner yeah like it it's feels true. more of a celebration yeah, thing. It's, sure. it's because you always use them for celebrations yeah. as well like yeah. parties and stuff so you mm-hmm. get that little but association. cake is not just for celebration you no. can totally eat cake whatever cake every all day all day every day <laughs> bam 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 and with this we'll get more actual fun tips and um you know, learning curves from mm-hmm. the lovely Danny, who literally set herself up for a big challenge at the f- at first. But I love her, I love Vida, so definitely listen to this episode, definitely share the love. We're actually recording this in the shop, so if you hear some noise, this is because this is a bit more of a on-the-road podcast. We took it to the bakery, I had some breakfast as well. <laughs> All the perks of Cake recording. Breakfast. <laughs> yes, she made pancakes, actually. Yeah. Uh, but that's the perks of going to a shop that does cake. Um, enjoy and let us know your favorite bakes. Let us know if you watch Bake Off as always at hbloggers.com. Share the love and we love to hear from you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Because of where we are, let's recount uh, how we met. Was it at the Plumbies picnic again, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that this morning. Because uh, you've almost been part of the journey without being like directly involved. But <laughs> I wasn't actually painting. Yeah, no, the it's bakery. Fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think when we met, I didn't even know what I wanted to do. I just was making cakes. Exactly, and but the, the cake one was didn't it? Yeah, time. always. I always won the prices, so that's why I stopped going. <laughs> <laughs> I was just redeeming prices all the time. <laughs> no, but yeah. Yeah, I think that time was a lot more um, bloggers, invasions, like sugar-free and grains are your enemy. and ah, So that was fun to start like that. Yeah. Now I always say dates are not part of a brownie and sweet potato belongs, you know, with quinoa and broccoli, <laughs> not inside a cake. I'm more like that now. Um, but... I think it's really fun that I started like that and you know it's it's good to free it's delicious it was a vegan cake so it's part of my beginning yeah and to be honest I think one of the interesting things about the the journey of Vida and everything that happened with that was that 
I can also like I like I can see why it's called Vida as well. Anyway, and now it's kind of dropping the, like the penny dropping. Yeah, which you can tell us a bit more about anyway. But um, it's that you basically like a lot of people, especially the world, these kind of picnics and stuff, which is what we met as you said. So like a little gathering just to explain where people were like sharing foods and relatively healthy or super healthy depending on the person. People will taste them. Will come together. Yeah, it was years ago when this when being healthy was a novelty, so we kind of like just stick together. Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. Peanut butter was new. It was like, pretty much. <gasps> it's with peanut butter everywhere, you know? It was <laughs> and, like, and you have to go to a special shop to get peanut butter. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But you are one of the few people that, obviously, a lot of people that came out of that were still passionate about food and still are to this date. But you, I think, went to the direction, probably is a hard one, I guess, to me, from what I've seen in the journey, which is, we're going to open up a bakery now. <laughs> yeah. But most people are like, we're going to do a cookbook first, you know, like, True. Gonna do, oh, I'm going yeah. to become a nutritionist, whatever. Yeah. But you were like, uh-uh, I'm going to open a shop. <laughs> yeah. Where am I going to open it? In East London. <laughs> we're about in Brickley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you definitely need to make life easy for yourself. Hmm. But, um... I'm very blessed. I'm really happy. It's really, um, I, I think... The only way I can see is like a very organic journey. Yeah. As I said, when I was going to those picnics, uh, I was in uni, like, you know, I, I never thought this would become my, my life and my passion and my everyday uh, work. And at the moment, I wouldn't think I wanted to do anything else. I'm so, so happy. I spent 13, 14, 15 hours here and I absolutely love it. And I come the next morning earlier, and I stay later, and I absolutely love it. Um, yeah, I, I feel very fortunate to be able to do this. And vida means obviously life in Spanish. Yeah. Uh, so that's I've been. I think that the name transforms all the time, but at this moment, I feel like we are part of many people's vidas, like many people's life. Yeah. Because um, to me, the best thing when I think about, imagine like a Saturday when you have 27 birthday cakes and you have like two weddings and you have like a catering event. So you're being part of around 30 events at the same time and you're obviously impacting the fact that people can enjoy a cake, you know? Because most of the time people, um, if they're a vegan person, obviously they appreciate it. And they're very grateful that you can do the work you can do and they can choose flavors and they can do whatever they want. But I think to me, it's closer to my heart when someone is allergic. Yeah. For example, and, and, and that child doesn't have to be the weird one having like, you know, a bar of something. He can have like an actual piece of cake. Yeah. Um, and you can translate that into other 30 parties. So you're literally being part of someone's celebration and someone's special occasion and engagement parties or, you know, all kinds of things. So I am just very, very happy that we can do that. Yeah. Uh, plus, obviously, everything, all the ingredients we use are alive. You know, nothing that we use is, you know, from an animal or anything like that. So everything is full of color and full of, yeah, life in general. So I, I love, love that. <laughs> yeah. And I like the fact that I remember when I came very often as well to the other shop, which was still in Brick Lane, again, East London, Shoreditch, Brick Lane, kind of Brick Lane, mm. but literally on the other side of the road, pretty much yeah. about 400 meters. And that, that felt definitely like a bit more of a transitional space. Obviously it was. Yeah. But I remember that in that case, we were still kind of like really getting the gist about what it meant to run a bakery. Yeah. Because again, and I've never 
I think met as in I knew people obviously but funnily enough between you and another friend called Suze who um, runs a cafe in Bath then I have two people that I know that actually run like you know a cafe and a shop and a bakery but yeah. it's a very you know it's a different set of skills and it's obviously like a especially when you're also on top of just running the place you also make most of the food anyway yeah yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah. Like, it's fascinating to see, as you say, I was part of the journey quite a lot and seeing that growth, kind of what it meant for you guys as well. Yeah. Well, Rita is two halves. Like, it's me, which I'm Danny, and I'm a lot more the creative side, and I run all the productions, and I, I'm in charge of, like, the kitchen team and social media and all the kinds of things. When people see me, they can see Vida. Yeah. But Vane is the other side, and she's, like, um, you know... The nerdy with the Excel spreadsheets <laughs> and everything has a reason and what will that impact, blah, 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 blah. So when I saw the pop-up shop, because uh, I live down, down there, I literally walked past and the guy was desperate to leave because he wasn't making any money. Yeah. So I was like, if I can take it while you find a permanent person, I will take it tomorrow. Like, I will start tomorrow and I pay you anything. Not anything, but I pay you a bit so you don't have to suffer that much while you recover and that's how it happened uh so within how much vanna knows about business and or how cautious she is yeah i've i've been able to like apply my improvising skills because <laughs> i just go for it you know um and i don't think this is a business advice but that's what has worked for me yeah, yeah, yeah. i just you know go to these events okay i'll be there uh Talk to this person, meet that person. Why don't you da da da? I, I've through the years I've never said no. Yeah. I remember that I have uh, Coldplay tickets uh, to go to Berlin with like my friends from uni. We were yeah. making a little reunion, and literally someone invited me to this random event. Like, hey, can you bring samples? And I was like, yep, I'll be there. And I cancel, and I just went the day after, and I missed the concert. But I just felt I had to be there. Yeah. And it's an opportunity that I wouldn't have missed because then in that event you meet someone else and they remember you and so on and so forth. So everything you do has, has an impact. 100%. And yeah, as long as you enjoy it, I think you should do it. Well, I guess especially because you are, a lot of it, it's word of mouth as well. A lot of it is just yes. people coming back. I mean, you do get people. It was funny, like, we're just waiting to have breakfast after this. Thanks. Mm -hmm. I was talking about waffles and stuff. But then... <laughs> Uh, people are looking in and like sometimes it's just like I like people that are still actually knocking because uh, yeah. they don't mean what time things open anyway uh, but you know you have that as well you have like people especially Brooklyn is a very busy street when it comes to the weekend when there's yeah. like the markets and stuff but then you also so you get some people just coming and checking in but you guess you also get people that come back and they're returning customers and that kind of community Saturday yeah, yeah, that you yeah. built yeah that's a strong one as well that yeah. really helps yeah, I think definitely there is a time when, if if because I don't always work upstairs. We mm -hmm. have like a downstairs kitchen and upstairs like the shop floor. Uh, if I work on a Sunday for like three hours straight, I probably will know everyone's names, or I will be like, "Oh my God, how did you like the cake?" or "How did your husband like the da da da?" Like it's very likely that you get to know people and they tell their friends and so on, and it's really cool. It's really cool. Um, I love it. <laughs> it's a bit like um like a, like a pub, you know. You have that kind of idea, like in the pub, you sit, 
yeah. on next to the stall and talk to the barman. They, sw- they, they get the light off, like the lighter off, and then just switch off. Yeah. We, they can't do anymore. They can't yeah, really yeah, like, yeah. light the cigarette <laughs> in the pub anymore. Yeah. Uh, but you can, you know, like, I don't know, get like a, a sugar cane and just put it in your mouth be like, yes, oh, let's yeah. talk. And be like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. And then you like bite into your muffin or cupcake and tell the story. Yeah. We have those people that like espresso with extra hot water or tea with, you know, a liter of milk, you know. And we know them and we love them. Yeah. I think Vida is also a place where you can do whatever you want, which I love. Mm-hmm. Hopefully people feel like very welcoming here and very, yeah, do whatever you want. No one is going to judge you. Have as many cakes as you want. <laughs> have as many shots of espresso as you want. Come as often as you want. Because obviously three times a week is like a lot of sugar. <laughs> but, you know, we're not going to be the ones telling anyone that, it's, you know, eat more fruits. <laughs> How did you, um, okay, actually, because I know the core flavors and I know that some of the things are actually the ones that I've seen mm-hmm. over the years, actually. Yeah. Yes. And my favorites have been there, and there's like, especially the peanut butter one. Surprise, <laughs> shock. Yeah. And the cookies and cream is really good, though, too. So basically, try everything. But yeah. I'm kind of wondering, how do you play, obviously, there is the shop, there is the community, there is people, but then you also have the other side, which is being creative in the kitchen and actually coming up with ideas and developing the recipes because you have the quote-unquote hardship of trying things that are not conventional ingredients, with conventional ingredients. Yeah. So how did you come up with flavors and what stays and how you play with things? Yeah. So I I don't like to be called a boss or a manager or like all these things. So in the kitchen we are, obviously I supervise and I make sure the quality is what we have to provide and things are to standards but we just talk you know um and obviously the team happens to be similar ages of the kind of customers we have as well so it's very likely that something they like everyone will like you know maybe not rose and pistachio because maybe it's not like our target but you know raspberry and lemon and things like that that are really fresh and modern um I think people will enjoy. So we always have a little debriefing meeting kind of thing. Also, obviously, you have to see what's on trend, uh, what's seasonal, because there's no point selling, I don't know, pumpkin spice now. <laughs> Even though, obviously, it's delicious. Uh, I think that's what I love the most as well, like how the weather and the seasons and whatever is happening influences your mood. Yeah. In, you know, especially when you're having a treat or when you're like treating yourself or enjoying something really nice, you literally don't want chocolate on the hottest weather. And yeah, you yeah. know that, you know? So we just don't do it. Or we don't do like the best, the most beautiful cake. We just do it with something fresh and lime and coconut and those kind of things. So I obviously always look for inspiration. I have a little, well, now on Instagram you can save thingies. Yeah. Or I have a notebook where I write things I see that I um, that I I think will be cool. But I think my biggest pride is to be able to veganize anything. Yeah. Like <laughs> nothing really scares me, or nothing really like oh my god, that's so difficult. Because um, nowadays everything you have an option without dairy and without eggs. True. And in our case, also without gluten. So you can do pretty much whatever. Um, people's normal cupcakes do and like you know um you're your own limit i guess yeah yeah so but yeah it's good for the people that come often to find 
the same things because you don't go to McDonald's to have pizza. You don't, you know, <laughs> you go because you know what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see but it's that. also nice to be surprised and be like, oh, let's try this one because peanut butter and jelly is nice, but obviously over a year you want to try something new. Um, so that's how we play about it. Or also, obviously, when people order their own customized cakes, maybe that inspire, inspire us to do for something a flavor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Try something different. Maybe not orange and coffee, because that's maybe not a nice combination. Did you actually have to make one? Oh, we got to. Yeah, well, lemon and coffee, which I thought was. Ooh, you know, lemon and coffee. He just couldn't decide. And I was like, <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to add them together. Yeah. And he was happy. So we were happy for him. But that's definitely not something I would put in the shop. Um, <laughs> but you know, flavors are, they have no limits. As long as you sell them, yeah. I'm happy. <laughs> so when they, when they have crazy ideas, I'm like, you know what? If, they, if it sells, I don't see why not, you know? I'm sure some people like it, so let's put it on. One, um, so at the very beginning, so now we're going like for years and years and years of, of trying and testing and doing. Um, what, how, how do you think things have changed? As you say, like now, pretty much everybody can find an easy way instead of going to like those old like school yeah. recipes. Is like first vegan cake ever, and you see like the amount of things that you have to substitute and stuff. Yeah. What, what, what do you see as has changed? Kind of like when you first did it, you know, all the vegan bakes and stuff, and was more out of your own ethics and like you know what way you stood as yourself as a person and like animals and everything like that, obviously. But it was probably harder or difficult or different, and you had to play a bit more. Yeah. So how you how you seen that changing? Not just for yourself, obviously, because also, as you say, you know, doing it. Repetition yeah. is the mother of skills, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, how have you seen in general? Like, is I guess vegan baking and just like different sort of baking more accessible as yeah. well? Yeah. Yeah. I I remember I I was looking for a like pastry and baking course in London, like yeah. to get certified and to learn a bit more and to be a little bit more skilled. And I couldn't find anything more than like one day workshop or two hours making blah, blah, blah. Uh, so I made all of those. But then I I flew to New York to make a little boot camp because yeah. I couldn't obviously do six months or a year uh, of training. But I did it with this, um, with Frank Costigan, and he, she's one of the pioneers in, like, actual baking with, like, flour, sugar, oil instead of butter, and, like, the egg replacements kind of thing. Okay. So, even herself, she's a, a traditional pastry chef, like, butter and eggs and all of that, but her children got severe allergies when they were growing up and that's why she started making all these alternative um, recipes and it's, it was really cool because she she did say in class that one day that the 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 sunset don't do there give me like a baked sweet potato with cocoa butter <laughs> as a birthday cake make me like something i can eat and i will be proud of um, so I don't know how things have changed. I think what has changed is the accessibility to information. Yeah. Maybe the, the flour we use now have been in the market for 20 years, you know? But now um, it's everywhere in every supermarket. So I got to, I got to experiment with the flour or, um, you know, uh, I think when we met, we were literally, I was doing beetroot brownies and stuff like that. I don't know if it was the trend or it's because people didn't know that you can melt a chocolate bar and 
sunflower spread and make a brownie out of it. I have no idea what how the recipes and the vegan baking world evolved. I just think you are a lot more aware of um, yeah the information you have around you, and obviously all these um, like famous people now came from somewhere and yeah, they yeah. publish a book and they publish a website and you can find their uh, information there so that's why I have a YouTube channel now because I don't I'm not afraid of sharing recipes because literally if you don't know my recipe on Google you will find thousands of vegan yeah, sponge exactly. and they're pretty much the same and that's what I love about baking you, you don't you're not inventing anything because <laughs> it's a science it's not like you can just swap ingredients for another and just put a tiny bit more milk because, oh, it's, it's nice. It has to be precise. Yeah. So it's very likely that every single sponge has the same ratios. And, you know, and you obviously add your flavors and stuff, but it's a science. So you don't really... It's not... It's invented. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not... It's not that you... I guess you can play with yeah. flavors. That's yeah. You can play I with guess it. the person that... Uh, started doing the aquafaba thing with the chippy water. Yeah. Maybe that's like whoa, that's awesome. But did you do you make aquafaba yourself? Uh, yeah, I think I'm not fascinated by it. I think it's very unpredictable, so I avoid it. You know, <laughs> when it's nice and fluffy, but then you put it in the oven and it just dies. Um, no, I'm not. We in the kitchen, we all have names like the aquafaba king or the cookie queen or this queen. So. Um, Everyone is an expert on something, so I'm definitely not the aquafaba queen. Know <laughs> uh, <laughs> your limitations, eh? Yeah. Well, you have to know your boundaries. Yeah. So, what? what which queen are you? The, the like, yeah. the master queen. The, like, the Probably, <laughs> yeah, the queen of everything. <laughs> the no, queen of everything. Yeah, decoration, decoration queen. That's li- that's always that's what I love. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you can tell by like the the, the three tiers. <laughs> we like like donuts everywhere. Yeah, which is gorgeous. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So how, how are you finding the YouTube channel then kind of coming about? Is it, I, I know it's also for people as well, but I suppose it's something that you really pushed out as a way to just market or even just as a way to share and oh, just help. Do you know I what I mean? Absolutely. Honestly, when you invite me to talk for your podcast, I just love talking. And <laughs> it, it's not talking about myself, it's just talking in general. And I think YouTube channel is for me also to like vent and share and be myself. And, you know, because we have a lot of people... How oh, can you ship cakes to Germany? Obviously, we can't, but you can make your own cake, you know? And uh, obviously, when you have a business, you have to make money. And when you have eight employees or ten or whatever, they need a salary and you need to pay the rent and all the expenses. But I think sharing the recipes, if anything, is, um, yeah, sharing with the people that support you because, uh, you know, you don't always have the time or the money to come and uh, order like you know a couple of hundred pounds cake or you know expensive cake so you can make your own that's true and I think yeah. it's that kind of thing where if people really want it and they can be asked to make it they will come to you anyway yeah it's yeah, that yeah. kind of thing is like not being afraid of sharing some of the knowledge unless obviously you're, you're of course you're a knowledge-based business yeah like in that exactly. case you, can, you know you have to find alone your boundaries and limitations yeah. with that but if objectively you're selling a product yeah I always say when you talk about competition like look at eat bread Starbucks Nero 
the pure like other ones they are the same basically thing right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you have Very a salad similar. you have a sandwich you have a smoothie you have a coffee and then you have things going on around them but what makes you go there is the identity or the packaging or you know something about them that you can relate so i think if 10 new vegan bakeries open next year I wouldn't say I wouldn't. We wouldn't be threatened, but it's just different. It's a completely different experience, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many shoes can you buy? You know, that doesn't mean Nike don't sell because Adidas has a new one. It's just there's space for everybody. So I don't think sharing recipes is, you know, doesn't take anything from you because your your ideas is is obviously in your head and yeah, your soul yeah. and your heart, and that's not really. Well, people buy you from people. Copy it. Yeah. People buy from people. Yeah, at definitely. At the end of the day, so it's that kind of thing. Yeah. Like that, there's that loyalty. You're probably always going to go to somebody over somebody else just because of that kind of loyalty. And I was reading an article. About, we're literally next to the road, by the way. So every so often <laughs> there is something going on, or like somebody's pleading for a brick lane, which sounds Oh, scary. yeah. They do that. I don't know why. So just in case there's a bit of background noise every so often. Mm. Um, we're just keeping it real in the bakery. Yes. Um, but no, what I wanted to say actually was um, um, an article that I read, which was about uh, people don't buy into products anymore, they buy into value. Yeah. Not just for us as in like, not just for, for some kinds of brands, but overall, even product, even very basic, as you say, shoes, clothes, product-based brands, especially younger a generation which are the ones that you know biggest consumers I suppose they buy a lot into value more than probably the older generations which means if you're not clear about what your values are what you stand for which is pretty clear with Vida not just from what you said but also obviously for the vegan subtext that there is in it on top of the allergies as well people then will buy into that kind of value into, and obviously of course into your identity and who you are as a person because realistically speaking you have employees but it's still you're pretty much there all the time you're at the pace of it Obviously, Vanna usually starts into like writing something on the laptop, but it's that kind of thing. There is that attachment, and that's why you know when you go to the events, people see you. You're able to answer questions as well. I find it's a really nice touch because it's always nicer when it comes from the, from you know the person that actually made them. Yeah, I think I did obviously because uh, you. I think you grow every day, and I'm also like. From when we met, I think I was like a late teenager, like in my 20s, I don't remember. And now you're like becoming an adult and a woman and you have like this (laughs) Becoming an adult. Yeah. Constant like identity crisis, you know, and you're like, (laughs) oh, who am I? What am I doing? La la la. But I did have that period of like, is this beneficial? Should I show my face? Should I stop showing my face? Um, Because then... The problem what we had when we first opened it was that people were asking for Danny. Yeah. You know? So if I'm not here, does it mean is it that it's not working? You know? You know, I don't know when people come in and they say, oh, is Danny here? And then they say, oh no, she just blah, blah, blah. I don't know how people feel. You know? It's like, oh, but so she doesn't work or, well, no, or no. you know? So I was like, maybe. Well, no, well Danny is having a day off. Well, maybe I just literally went to buy napkins. It's not yeah, that yeah, I, yeah. I was watching TV at home. But even if you were, it's totally fine. You're not well, supposed exactly. to be here 24-7. Yeah, exactly. But we did have that period that everything was like, um, yeah, like, where is Danny? You yeah. know, and I was like, okay, I'm everywhere, but we also have a team. So it's interesting to, 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 to make it work for yourself. But I think it's called uh, the Daddy and Mommy business model. What's that? 
like when when the company has like a face. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's literally like a mommy and a daddy, and yeah, and you are that. You know, you're both the mommy and the daddy. Or is it oh well, I have no idea. Yeah, maybe. Because <laughs> I feel like usually I would see the mommy being like the being in front of it a lot, and yeah. then the daddy just probably being like. <laughs> well, that's basically us. <laughs> but I was listening to a podcast, and I think she said, "Yeah, that's a mommy and daddy business model." When people get in and they, they want Fabi, you know, they want Fabi to be in the microphone and be like, hey, today we have blah, 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 blah. It's, well, it's also like the personal brand sort of thing, which is coming out anyway, which is the personal brand on top of your brand. So you being the face of your brand, which I've talked about quite a few times recently, especially talking to a lot of brand-based businesses, not just like influencers or bloggers, yeah. freelancers, but talking to actual businesses. It's just having that personal brand, it's important thing because it just kind of creates that connection but then again think about Ella you know Ella yeah. is not is not in her eateries all the time no so it's that kind of thing we've come to a place and a point where you are expanding for whichever reason but when you when you do walk in you're like oh my god she's gonna be here you know you have that little but if I see her having a matcha latte that it will be cute you know oh, okay even see. though you don't know if she's there or not obviously she's running like an empire but you maybe you're like what if she's downstairs? <laughs> you know, maybe. I won't say hi because that's weird, but I would be like, oh my gosh, she's there. It's very strange. Well, it's like, what, what I do when I come in and sit down and I'm like, is Danny here? And they're like, oh no, I think or she like, they go downstairs and if you're not here, I'm like, oh, no, she's not here. And I was like, I'll come back tomorrow. I'll just come and say hi again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. fine, no, but I do, I do get that. Like, just second. Yeah. But it's, I think it's also a case, actually, funnily enough, making connection with people, but also, especially in London, talking actually to another guest of the podcast as I left her house and I was like you just don't get the time the chance or the brain space to meet people a lot like just just casually just like yeah. meeting them out for a coffee it's just it's so hard yeah. to pinpoint people so especially if you get a bit of a relationship just like talking to people if you know where they are and you kind of want to just chat you're probably going to go and find them where they're at yeah so you know you create that kind of like sort of very loose relationship for us to be different because we've been knowing each other for a while now but yeah. even if somebody necessarily comes here once a month they just kind of want to see you because maybe you're going to ask them something and you, they're going to be able to talk a bit about themselves and what they were up to yeah so it's just a very personal connection i find in london like everywhere but especially in london it works really well when it comes to the hospitality if you want to call it this way business and this kind of thing because yeah. we crave connection London is extremely lo lonely yeah I find that I think that's for me one of the hardest things uh, at the moment all my friends have also businesses so it, we can talk about oh my god we didn't have straws oh my god me neither <laughs> you know and you can be like yeah I understand you and it's really 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 cool but at the same time um when they're busy, because they are, then you have literally nobody. Uh, so I have become friends with a lot of, I wouldn't call them customers, but people that come here. Mm -hmm. And obviously you're like, oh, have you, hi, Fabi, how are you? And then you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. But then maybe one day you're not fine. And then you feel comfortable to tell me, yeah. oh, actually this disease happened. And I'm like, okay, let's sit down and have a tea. Even cupcake though, therapy. Yeah, cupcake therapy. And then we talk and it's really cool. And then... Obviously, when they leave, I'm like, oh my god, I have no idea what the surname of that person is. <laughs> but you have a relationship, and it's really cool. And that happened literally um, very randomly, but really nicely. Yeah. You didn't force it. And uh, it's because you're here, you have a nice place, and people feel, yeah, comfortable. 
and he's really, really special. To open up as well. Yeah. That kind of thing, yeah. Obviously, maybe, I don't know if I should do that, because, again, I don't know if the brand will benefit from me, because obviously you also are tired sometimes, and you're like, oh, I really don't want to be here today. Do you say that? You know, that's that's the thing in social media that I don't know how how real you have to keep it, because then also is the illusion of, a bakery is all pink, it's rainbows, it's sprinkles, it's happy. Oh my god, they're so happy. Why would you be like, oh my god, the toilet is blocked again. Like, <laughs> I have to go to this, la 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 la, and unblock it, and now I'm, my hands are dirty. Like, no one wants to know that. Or maybe they do. I, so, I, I, don't, I yeah. don't think it's, I think you set your own boundaries in yeah. that respect. It's just that kind of thing. Like, I personally try to keep boundaries a yeah. lot in my personal life. Spy doesn't look. It's kind of funny. It doesn't look like it because you choose to show what what you want to show. I yeah. know. I I do mention if I had a, a stressful stretch or kind of like what insight or kind of what I learned from it. So I try to be always inspirational in the way what I'm trying to give a bit of like the learnings yeah. from my mistakes or my downfalls because I think it's a it's a good way to do it, a pleasing way to do it. If I need just to vent or I need help, I usually just have my best friend on on the phone and I'm like help. <laughs> just that's it. It's kind of like the way that I do it. Yeah. It comes natural to me. Some people base their brand on being real at all times, and it's also okay. Yeah. Being very, I have things that I don't want to talk about, and I don't. Yeah. Because it's very personal to me. So it's kind of like you do whatever feels comfortable yeah, to you. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not okay. Oh, I can be talking the whole day. That's the problem. I can be overshare. I, I love it. Like, and, you know, I absolutely he, love it. He, I think but it's a job as well. It's not like you have to literally press the button and then put the filters and then do the little. Uh, how do you call it? Gifts around it. Like, it takes time. It's not like you have a camera in your eye. That would be cool, you know? And then you just wink or something and then you start recording. That's very Black Mirror, though. Yeah, Do you want to go there? Yeah. It, it takes time. And then, oh, do it again because blah, blah, blah. Or, oh, the boomerang's not right. It takes time. It's fun. Um, it does make a lot of difference when you are a lot more active. You do have you engagement. You do notice that. Yeah. Sometimes we even post a picture of a cake. Yeah. And then people obviously, because a cake has only t around 20 pieces. Yeah. It's impossible that those 20 people that came to try it are the same 20 people that are engaging on Instagram. Yeah. And then well, imagine you post a cake on Friday and then literally on Sunday you would have two orders and then they didn't even try it. They're like, oh, I want the passion fruit cake. It was like, did you try it? No, I didn't, but it looks good in the picture. And I was like, wow, okay, cool. Uh, when did you need it for, you know? It's those kind of things. But when you talk about boundaries, it's funny because last week I had a call to my private mobile number. Because um, obviously, through time, Instagram was first like my own Instagram when we met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I changed it to Vida. So my phone number is everywhere. I have hmm. like 30 phone calls every day about, are you open? What time are you open? Oh, boy. But then I have this... Um, phone call about a woman requiring or requesting me to do a YouTube video about something she needed to learn and I was like oh okay um I'm not sure if I can help you with that and she's like oh no no honey you don't understand I need that video because I want to make the cake for my son and his birthday is in two weeks and I was like oh I understand but um that's not, that's not the job you I do, darling. So it was really, really funny. And then I was like, you know what? 
if I could, if I, if I had all the equipment and the guy that helps me with the videos would just be here, I would just make it for her, because that's how I am. But then imagine calling Pret and be like, oh, by the way, can you bring that, that can you bring the croissant filled with, um, I don't know, whatever, peanut butter? Because I really want it. <laughs> and, they, no. and they will be like, sure, come back by Tuesday. Well, you know, that doesn't happen. But it's because you're so approachable. And so, yeah. you, literally, Instagram shows your phone away. Like, you are there. People forget that. I yeah. think that's what we forget that there's that extra level. But it's just, again, <laughs> once you set the boundary, like, uh, I now tend to... I was saying this because people will be like, but you replied to me in two seconds. But well, I yeah, tend to yeah. respond to emails pretty much in usually one or two working days. Mm-hmm. Unless it's more an internal thing where I'm talking to like clients and stuff, in which case the team, obviously the team, we're always chatting. But even the team, they know the times that I'm quote-unquote off because I'm writing, because I need my writing time. Yeah. And I realize that I can only do it if I'm completely out of the grid. Yes. Of the grid. Um, but you've set the expectation. At first, people get upset because they want to have answers now. Then they just kind of get used to it. Yeah. Even on Instagram, we reply usually like on weekends we're not around. If you have an issue with support, just send an email to support, and then probably within the next one, you know, two working days we'll fix it because it's not nothing is crazy with us. But that's the thing. We just set the expectations so that people know, and just for people knowing, people chill out. Yeah. Um, but you kind of have to be. You, it's kind of good like these incidents, even if they're funny ones, teach you the things that you were probably not expecting that could happen. They actually happen, and then you can be like retrospectively, what can I do about this? Knowing that this might happen again, what is the best yeah. course of action? What's the best thing that I can do so that I don't have to respond to 70 phone calls about yeah. making YouTube videos about icing or yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, one of the things I think when you came in February or January, you haven't published the book yet, did you? Mm, I did, yeah. Well, maybe it was November, yeah, or something, yeah, probably. yeah. It, December, it was winter so, yeah. time, yeah. And I did tell you, like, I don't know how to chill. Yeah. And when I'm chilling, I feel really guilty. Now I learn my lesson. And I think you go... It's, I always say it's like motherhood. Like, you know, like the first three months you think this is the end of your life. Because obviously child doesn't sleep and you're breastfeeding and it's not to you. And you're exhausted and everything seems exhausting. But then it starts eating fruits and then you start having more time for yourself. And then start walking and then... Your friends can go out with you because the baby is like a full mini human. <laughs> and, you know, things do get better. And then obviously you have another one and then you start again. You're like, <laughs> oh, fuck. You know? <laughs> but I think that's happened. I always tell that to people when they open shops or they start something. It's like, just give me six months. You're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. It's the end. You, I know you're going to feel it's the end. It's not. And then nine months and then one year and then you're fine. But I think you have to be mentally very healthy yeah. and very strong and uh if not have tools to know that it's okay you know because yeah. i have messed up and i always call it a human error you know because when you have 20 emails and people change their minds about oh no vanilla oh no red velvet oh no actually chocolate you're gonna mm, lose no, something you know? in between yeah. you're gonna lose something in between um and it's just how you how you get back to it's okay you know is is one out of 50 it's not ideal i did my best next week let's just revisit that and try to improve it and obviously if you have a team they can help you or if you you know um just be mindful of that that's you and that's fine and that's maybe a benefit of people knowing you as the brand 
ambassador or whatever and at the same time the the most horrible part because if you mess up they know it like it was you that messed up you know i think it's just that kind of thing where like we are humans and we are even if we run a business we're not so far detached again you're not the ceo of a company where you are literally the ceo and there's yeah. like um a, a tree imagine like a tree like a kind of like hierarchy tree yeah. of like 100 people because you're so far removed sometimes and it's kind of hard to connect obviously to the customer because then from you and customer service there's about 50 50 people yeah so it's different you literally are between that and maybe there's one person that helps you kind of like delegating some things but a lot of the time you are literally the, the direct until you learn to delegate and get other people to do some bits that you think are a bit too customer facing in some ways yeah you can always decide never to do that obviously it depends on people I find that it helps me being able to not having to have these continuous conversations and um, also because it shows that we're a more of a team. But that's the thing, it's just different. You will feel personally responsible for everything that happens. If somebody's not happy with the course that we do, it's normal and most yeah. people are like, it just didn't work for me. But for about the hour after that, I'm still like, oh no, oh no, it didn't work for that person, it didn't make them happy. It's not even a case of like, yeah. you know. The money side of it is even worse because in that case it's kind of like a transaction is easier. Like okay, money in, money out, it happens. Just like I didn't make this person happy. Life is over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know when you're when you're had literally bits in your face, but then you're like, oh, it's okay. Exactly. You exactly. Breathe and you, yeah. Slow. Yeah. Like you will pick, as you say, you will pick up. You yeah. Pick yourself up faster the more you. I don't know. Why I'm talking about McDonald's so much. Maybe I'm obsessed. I don't eat it, but I did eat it the other day. Because we had a super far away wedding delivery. Okay. And I just told her, you know what? I just want fries. <laughs> On the way back. You know when you eat like food in your car and you feel like you're a teenager and you play your favorite songs? So I was with a team member. And then I told her, if you see a McDonald's, just stop. And just eat. Let's just buy a lot of fries. <laughs> and then we... A bucket of fries. Yeah. And then just eat it with your hands. And then we were driving and then we saw one. So we go through the drive-thru mm -hmm. and they didn't have barbecue sauce. No. Like, I mean, imagine. I mean. <laughs> so then I was like, you know what? This is the biggest lesson of me, for me, this year. If McDonald's, which is McDonald's, I'm not talking like Vita Bakery in Brickley. Yeah. I'm talking McDonald's worldwide. They don't have barbecue sauce. And they're open and they're functioning. <laughs> Everything is okay. <laughs> The manager did not think, oh my god, that poor lady after her wedding delivery, she must be exhausted. She didn't have the barbecue sauce she wanted. He just saw, well, you can have ketchup, you know? <laughs> so everything is going to be okay. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> when you are in the crisis, just remember McDonald's doesn't have barbecue sauce on a, I think it was a Saturday, which is like peak time, I guess. Yeah. So. Everything is going to be fine. Literally. Nothing is as important as McDonald's not having barbecue for a couple of hours. <laughs> that so, is true. just chill. There's that thing, there's that saying, everything is figu... Uh, I can read it, saying it, figuratable. It's yeah. not a word, yeah. you should kind of make yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. made yeah. it up. Yeah, so, you can figure it out. Yeah. Everything can be figured out yeah. if you really want to. So yeah, the girls always tell me, why are you so chill? And I'm like, I'm not chill. You just have to find a solution. Mm, I and know that, though. It's not really... There's no point moaning or eating your head. You just, okay, let's make it this way. Okay, let's find that. And then that's yeah, I think, it. I think I became very, like, over the years. Resilient just, to stress. You become resilient. You're just like, yeah. okay, let, okay, this doesn't work. 
like what's next yeah and just sometimes i think as you learn from it because otherwise you're literally gonna keep making the same mistakes it's the best approach because um there are the moments where you're upset whether it's when you don't get the barbecue sauce for about five minutes and whatever but then you just kind of move on the quicker you can move on from it the quicker you can just pick yourself up yeah, it's easy, it's easy, it's easy to say. I think oh, obviously. I think when people ask for advice, how do you start? How do you do this? How do you that? I guess uh, literally you just have to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah true. And I was I was talking because I didn't know what kind of questions you were asking. So then I was gonna prepare and be like, what does entrepreneurship mean and the concept of this and this and that? But it's then I was so like, cute. yeah, I was <laughs> like, I'm sure it's pretty fine. And if if I'm just gonna be me and that's it. But then I was gonna say. You know, you have achieved a lot with your project, and I have done what I have done. So basically, everyone can do whatever they want, right? But then I was going to make a joke, which I'm going to make now, and say that that's not always a good thing, because look at Trump and Boris Johnson. They are there, and they wanted to be there. So that doesn't mean your efforts are always beneficial to society, you know? And being an entrepreneur taking a risk is a good thing, because maybe you cause more harm than mm-hmm. yeah, good. I, I would say though I believe in the rules of karma and I think sometimes it takes a long time to come around, a long time to come around, but it will come around. And it's kind of the thing, like, if you're doing things with a good idea or like with goodness in mind, it will just be better. Again, some people have a very, very, very twisted moral compass. I mean, <clears throat> not mentioning again the two names <laughs> that you mentioned, but we're going with those. So it's, it's hard. If you, have, if, if you have, um, no, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We can use examples, but you know, moral compass is a thing that you set for yourself, so you can set it very low, and then you can get away with a lot of shit. But I do believe that the rules of karma exist, and so at some point, if you do have a bit of conscience or anything, like you know, you can your mind will start kind of like playing against you, or like you also get hyper paranoid or anything yeah. because you know it's deep down that you're not right. So that's what I'm saying. If you do things with the aim to make positive change or positive impact in people's lives, if anything, your conscience says, yeah, no, I'm doing the right thing. And I think that's what helps you continue. Because 100%. you are exhausted. And yeah, sometimes there's nothing yeah. else that really keeps yeah. you going. And that literally makes everything happy. And maybe that's too romantic, but I literally, I can, my eyes get watery when I see children having cupcake and ice cream. Yeah. You know? It's like, whoa, this is cool. This is really, really cool, and I, I just, my heart just is so happy, and you want to continue, because it's, it's really cool, and I love it. <laughs> well, I'm not going to ask you our last question, and this is the most important question, and this is a question that I ask everyone, so if you could have brunch, brunch, with anyone, if you can make waffles to anyone, dead <laughs> or alive, who would this person be? I will definitely uh, go and meet uh, Chloe Coscarelli. I don't know if you know a lot about her. No she's, idea. She's, um, I will say easily, my inspiration. She's an American baker, I'll say, an author. She has a couple of books. Yeah. She was initially part of the By Chloe chain. Okay. Uh, now she's no longer part of it. And I just want to talk to her. I've, I... I have all her books. I've listened to every single interview. <laughs> I was in Miami when she opened the Miami uh, little restaurant thingy. I missed it by a day. I was in New York. I missed it by a day. Like I've, <laughs> I, I follow her, and I think I will just freak out and be like, "Hi, how are you? I love you. Bye." <laughs> but I, but she's been through a lot of things, you know. And I would definitely 
and she um, seems like she doesn't give up. Yeah. Um, and to me, she's an inspiration. When you ask me about recipes and stuff like that, she was definitely the one that told me how easy it is and you don't need 15 ingredients uh, and sweet potatoes and applesauce to make a cake. Uh, and she just like modernized it a lot. Um, and she's been in the business world. She's been through a lot and she seems to have recovered. Um, she seems like a lovely person. So I will definitely enjoy some quality time with her. Would you make food for her or would you just Oh go God, everything I tasted from her uh, when she was part of the restaurants or from her books is definitely the best food I've... So that's the thing, when bakers try my cakes, it's literally very nerve-wracking. Uh, but that would be cool if she liked it, yeah. And I'm sure she will, it's just cake. It's not the <laughs> end of the world, but yeah, she's definitely one of the coolest person I know. I want to know. Awesome! <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you so much for the chat. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Make an Impact Show. For more info on the HBC, head to our socials at hbloggers.com or go to our website, healthbloggerscommunity.com. Now, get out there and be awesome.